You're listening to The Fit Habit, where we explore how to stay well and fit well after 40. My name is Karen McGill. I'm the host of the show. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. It's Karen from The Fit Habit. I have not spoken to you since last April. Yes, I know this is a little bit of a gap uh, in my seasons, but the last episode I recorded was in April, right around the time the world turned into a burning dumpster fire for, oh, well, is it not a burning dumpster fire anymore? (laughs) That's a joke. Um, No, I actually stopped recording around the time that um, coronavirus really just blew up. I took a conscious step back, because I needed time to look at what the world was doing. Everybody needed a minute. And I wasn't entirely sure that personal development and weight loss strategies was something that you needed in your earballs when we weren't quite sure what we were looking at. But uh, I believe that, um, you know, it's it's been a difficult road. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't believe that we're through this entirely yet, but I feel very... Uh, positive about this year, 2021. And uh, I thought it was time to come back to the podcast and share some thoughts that I've had over the past year uh, that have has matured my idea of the world and really elevated my thinking about moving forward with goals, aspirations, vision. And I wanted to share that with you because you are probably equally in a place where You know, you're getting back up on your feet, dusting yourself off after a crazy year and ready to start um, creating life again because, you know, this is life and there's no dress rehearsal, uh, as the Tragically Hip would say, and uh, we have to live our lives. So uh, whether or not it's with a mask and socially distanced, life goes on. And this is a very good place to start with today's conversation. So uh, today I want to talk about what you're aiming at. And um, full credit is due for today's conversation to Jordan Peterson. He is somebody who just recently came on my radar. Uh, He is an author. He's a clinical psychologist. He's Canadian. Yay. And uh, he is a really smart man. Uh, If you want some very uh, no-nonsense personal development uh, that will contextualize growth in, I think, a way that's quite different from, let's say, mainstream woo-woo, then uh, he's somebody you're going to want to look up. His name, again, is Jordan Peterson, and he has a book called The 12 Laws of Life that I have not yet read, but I have binged pretty much every podcast he's ever been on. Uh, quick tip, if you come across people that you find resonate with you, you like their message, you like what they're doing, you want to emulate them, they are an expander for you, meaning they are showing you what's possible for yourself, Binge them on Spotify. If you are a podcast listener, as you clearly are, then just search their name on Spotify and any interview that they've ever done will come up as an episode. Uh, And that is how I very quickly learn who I want mentoring me in various different areas of life and who I don't. So um, he's somebody I'm exploring. Can't wait to get my hands on his book. And uh, today's uh, idea Uh, is nutrition idea, if that makes sense. So it's not nutrition for your body, but nutrition for your brain uh, is brought by him. So thanks to Jordan Peterson for this. So the idea of having something to aim at is where you're directing your life and your vision. So I would start from ground zero. Do you identify as somebody who has an aim in life? Because a lot of us don't, and I will contrast those two paths. 
Someone who has an aim for their life has a direction that they know they want to go in. They may or may not have like an entire blueprint uh, planned out. Those of us who are type A certainly do. But the one thing you learn in life as you get older is that uh, life has its own way of delivering what you want. Uh, And it doesn't always look like the plan that you had. And sometimes the destination is somewhat similar. And sometimes the destination is not, but sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's like, whoa, where did this come from? But as you get older, you realize that you don't have absolute control over the process of your vision and how you get to your vision and what your vision ultimately looks like. But you have an aim. You have a thought in your mind of what you want for your life, whether that's, you know, amazing health, an amazing marriage, uh, children that you're close to, uh, and a, you know, an experience of parenthood that, um, you know, may not always be rosy, but is, you know, very meaningful to you, uh, an education, a career, whatever you have in your life that's a vision for your life that you're aiming towards should come from a place within yourself and it should be reflective of your personal values. Now contrast that to somebody who doesn't have aim in their life or doesn't identify as somebody who aims at things in their life. This person sort of floats through life and they have a very determinist or non-deterministic view that life is just going to give me what it's going to give me so I'm just going to show up and see what happens. And sometimes flow, like I said, is good and you learn with maturity that you know, not white knuckle controlling your life is actually a really good thing. However, you gotta have that endpoint. And folks that don't have an endpoint are often people pleasers. Now, and I speak as a recovering people pleaser. When you are constantly moving your life in the direction of what other people want for you, you can't possibly have an aim because wherever you're going is determined by someone else. And nobody in your life, not even your mother, who probably argue me on this, uh, knows what's best for you more than you know what's best for yourself. Because even though your mother changed your diapers when you were a baby and sent you off to school and dressed you every morning, doesn't know every experience you've had throughout your entire life. You personally are the only person that has had your specific circumstances, experiences, reflections, interpretations of life, and nobody else has had that. So for somebody to come along and provide an aim or a vision for you is completely misguided. You're going to run up somebody else's ladder, get to the top of it and realize that this is not what you're looking for at all. And hopefully you do that when you're younger versus when you're 72 and maybe it's a little bit too late to climb down the ladder and start all over again. Maybe not. I'm very pro-age. But Having that aim in your life for what you want at a very early age is very important and it's very dangerous to be somebody who allows anybody else to create that aim for them and that vision for them and to be directed by other people. Very often, you know, we are raised with parents who create an original version or aim or vision for us. But if we don't evolve into people that are brave enough to step into what we want to aim for ourselves, then we're never going to live our own lives. We'll never become what we came here to be. So the idea of aim is so critically important and identifying yourself as somebody who is a person who has aims in their lives. 
Maybe you're not a goal-oriented person. I think aim is very different than goal. Goal is very something very specific. And an aim is an ultimate vision for what you want. You're directionally like pointing yourself in an area that's important to you. So that's really important. But now kind of rolling into what uh, Jordan Peterson talked about in uh, the podcast I listened to, make sure that your aim is constructive, especially, and this is where my thoughts over the past year come in, A lot of us have been quite aimless over the past year, and understandably so, the world has been a bit of a burning dumpster fire. So nobody in our lifetimes have lived through anything like this. And we didn't know if it was going to end the world or be the best thing for the world. And I think that that has landed differently for every single human being. But what a lot of us have done is use this experience and the fear to ignore our aim and our vision for our lives and just sit and watch the television instead or you know watching the coronavirus rates go up or down or watching the economic indicators go up or down and watching you know the here in the US in particular the the presidential election that went down last year which was absolutely crazy but all of these different things that have been so like they're very enticing to watch, right? Like it is, it's hard to look away when you see, um, you know, some like life running into a wall. But the problem is that all of those things have very little impact on you unless, for example, you work in healthcare or unless, for example, you worked on a presidential campaign. None of them really have an impact on your life unless it impacts, let's say, your work or your children or something like that. But even at that level, These big things that we're watching on the news don't have a lot of impact for our lives, and yet we've let it really consume our lives and become our aim. Our aim is to wake up and understand what's happening in the day so that we can fret over it because we can't control it, so what else are you going to do about it? And we're just going to spiral. And a lot of people obviously gained, what are they calling it, the COVID-15, not, not to be confused with COVID-19, but the COVID-15 being, you know, you pack on 15 pounds after over-consuming everything all the do-da day because you have nothing else to do. And I have complete compassion for anyone who has found this past year to be very traumatizing because it has been very traumatizing for a lot of folks, a lot of folks. But if you don't have an aim and something that you are at least looking at at the horizon, then you're looking at you know, nothing but despair and negativity and shit you can't control. And there's absolutely no value in that. So I've seen some people in my own life really just like dive into all of the shit that's going on and and consume them to the point where they have nothing else to talk about but how horrible life is. And if that's where their aim is, then that's what their life becomes, right? And that's not constructive. Who wants any of that? So instead, if you can, you know, understand that there's a lot of stuff going on out there that you don't have any control over, but you have control over your own life, hopefully, uh, that, you know, you can still focus on your aims. So I ask you, are your aims in this moment over the past year constructive or not? And if they're not constructive, it's time to get back into a, a mode of understanding 
where you want to go and start pointing yourself in that direction. I'll tell you a little analogy on this one. When This was years ago when I first moved to California. My girlfriends and I went to Tahoe for a weekend getaway and it was snowing and we and the intention was to snowboard. I had never snowboarded before so we rented this, we didn't rent, we hired a snowboard instructor to, to give us a, our group a private lesson and I remember standing up at the top of that mountain and the wind was howling and the snow was pounding down and I'm thinking to myself, I freaking left Canada because I hate this. I never, ever want to put myself in this environment again, but that's a side note. The one thing from that experience that stuck with me was that the instructor said, when you're learning to snowboard, you have to set your eyes on the destination of where you want to go. Because wherever your eyes are, you are going to go. Your body's going to direct itself. So if you focus on the tree, you're going to end up wrapping yourself around it. But if you focus at the bottom of the hill, you will get down the hill. You may or may not fall, but you will not wrap yourself around a tree, which was my biggest fear. And I thought, huh, that is so true of life. It's really so true of the the, the, the um, kernel of wisdom that I'm putting down in this this podcast that if you're not focused on where you want to go, you're going to go wherever your attention is currently at. And if your attention has been on all the horrible things that have been going on in the past year, then it's time to redirect your, your aim and your attention on where it is you want to go. You want to have a constructive aim. And I really love the way he put it. But the other thing that uh, Jace, uh, uh, Just Jordan uh, shared in this podcast that resonated with me on a level that never have I ever really thought about this before. He said, comparison is something that as adults, we often do against each other. We compare ourselves to our peers, to people on Instagram, to, I don't know, pick anybody you want to compare yourself to. But comparison, as we know, thief of joy, but also it is completely inaccurate because he said by the age of 30, you have had in the 30 years of your life, so many unique experiences and circumstances and frame of minds and interpretations that no one else in the world could possibly be compared to you and and vice versa. We are so completely unique and different. I mean, obviously as humans, we all have the same wants and desires fundamentally, but our experience of the world is incredibly different and our opportunities and what um, you know has been presented to us, good, bad, or indifferent, has shaped who we are. How on earth could we possibly compare ourselves to anyone else? I mean, I think of my siblings, which would be you know the most obvious people if I were going to compare myself to anybody else because we come from the same DNA, we have the same parents, we have the same upbringing, uh, but really we are completely different human beings and we could not compare ourselves to one another because we've chosen completely different paths, we have completely different attitudes, and as a result, we have completely different lives. So it is really true that comparison is a useless, useless barometer for success unless, and as he mentioned, you're comparing yourself against yourself. So the only person that is ever going to show you and demonstrate progress that you are better than is who you were the day before, the last week, last month, last year. So especially in this year, if you compare yourself now to where you were, right, like at this point, we maybe have heard mumberings of the the pandemic, but we didn't really know what was going on. Are you better? Are you more advanced uh, this year than you were last year? And I'm certainly not, you know, 
saying this to shame anybody who's lost a job or had circumstances way beyond their control because many of us have but as a result of that like where are you and where can you start to better yourself so comparison even if it's just one percent improvement like day after day or week after week or year after year one percent is uh progression in the right direction because if you're if you think about um like growth velocity the speed at which you grow is probably less important over the course of your life than the trajectory like the amount that you grow if you're not constantly pushing yourself just a little bit in the right direction up and to the right then you're either flatlining or you are declining and the only way you can possibly know that is to measure yourself against where you were at some point in the past because no person on Instagram can possibly show you whether or not you're advancing or declining. So that's why we have in the fitness industry, we have weight loss parameters, right? Like, so we have um, your weight that from a scale data point, uh, your circumference of your waist, hips, and chest data points, uh, progress pictures that you take biweekly data points. And there's no emotional drama around these data points unless you give them emotional drama. And really, all you have to do is have an aim for your life, a constructive aim, and some way of measuring progress, and you will undoubtedly end up in a good place towards the end of your life. You know, some folks figure out too late that they missed their aim, that they didn't know what their aim really was, or that they let somebody else determine their aim, or that they had a shitty aim that wasn't constructive, and they go downhill instead of uphill. And the other thing is they don't have any sort of awareness as to whether or not they're progressing in their aim or degressing in their aim. So I found his um, explanation of this very simple concept to be incredibly powerful. So... If you have been, um, you know, crushing this last year, awesome. If you haven't been crushing this year, that's okay too. This is the one year where you can give yourself a hall pass, but it's got to start from here to get better. And you need to A, determine, you don't need to, I hope you choose to, I invite you to select an aim for yourself Make sure it's constructive and start focusing your energy towards that and focus your energy away from things that derail you from that. This is a very sort of conscious and intentional process and it can only come from a place inside. And I know a lot of us struggle with listening to our inner voice and knowing what we really want. I struggle with this too and it's because I've spent so many years as a people pleaser. But this is where practices like meditation or journaling or walking without earphones in your in your ears or your phone in front of your face, but actually just spending time with yourself where you can hear your thoughts literally is the only way that you're going to get this. And sometimes you don't know the difference between a thought that is something that should spark interest or a thought that's just a random ego thought. It all comes down to how does it feel in your body. If you come up with a thought and you're not entirely sure how to evaluate it, think the thought and then be aware of how it feels in your body. If it feels restrictive and contractive, then it's probably something you don't wanna hang on to. But if you think a thought, and it excites you and it makes you feel expansive, even subtly, then it's something you want to explore further. Ultimately, you need to come up with your own ways to listen to your own heart. But those are the ways that have worked best for me because I'm not very good at listening to the words in my head. 
So coming back to this idea of comparison, I, I wanted to put my own spin on it because it is so easy to compare. And I thought about when he was talking about this, the first thought that came to my mind was we're, we're babies. And when you have a baby, which I've never had, so I'm not speaking from experience here, but I do know that babies are benchmarked. So um, their height and weight are in a certain percentile. Um, The point where they first walk or the point where they first talk are all sort of benchmarks, uh, not necessarily for success, but for progress, as just as I was talking about earlier. And we do that because we want to make sure that, you know, as a developing critter, that you're, you know, developing in a way that is consistent with um, your peers so that they can identify things that are not right and treat them as really possible if something is not right. So I completely understand why we would um, benchmark babies because they've had no experiences yet. They have no filters for the world. They're all pretty much the same. And except for, you know, whatever the DNA that they've been blessed with has given them. And it's not until they've started living life and experiencing life and interpreting life that they start to become individual beings. The problem is that, you know, we start our lives uh, being measured and then nobody stops measuring us. Like there becomes no point where there's not a benchmark that we need to live up to that somebody else has created. So once you've stopped being a baby and now you're a toddler and a youngster and you go to school, then the benchmark becomes you know, how academically inclined are you? How socially inclined are you? Uh, Are you, you know, skilled at sports? Are you a great drawer? And those benchmarks continue to happen throughout life. And we're constantly being um, graded against our peers. And we never stop doing that. So I can really understand now, as I think about this, how destructive the whole school system and like the growth system that we've developed for children is because all we know is comparison towards each other as a measure of success. So (laughs) I know then how hard it can be to stop that. Like if you've grown up knowing nothing other than comparison against other people, it can feel so completely alien to only look at yourself as a benchmark for success. But really, the way Jordan explained it, it's completely nonsensical to compare yourself to anybody but yourself. So I thought that was a really powerful um, illustration, and I was just so excited about it that I wanted to share it with you. So here's my takeaway for you today. If you are feeling um, like your aim has been anything less than constructive, now I've brought it into your awareness. Now it's in your mind and now it's time to start thinking about number one, where are your aims? Are they aligned with your values? Are they aligned with what's important to you? Do they excite you? And if not, then it's time to readjust Think about influences from other people and other people's aims for you and whether or not you want to bring those into your life. Maybe they have the best intentions for you. Maybe they don't. Doesn't matter. Other people's aims for you are irrelevant. It has to come from inside. Make sure it's constructive and it is something that's going to make you progress forward and make sure you are measuring. If you are the spreadsheet type of person, knock yourself out with a spreadsheet and being extremely specific about your goals and how you want to progress, but hold them lightly. Don't ever hold on too far to control because I'll tell you something there. If you do any sort of uh, Googling on the happiness curve, you'll hear that, you know, 
kids and, and young adults are happy till about 20 or 30 and then it dips dramatically uh, until about mid 50s and then it goes back up again this is especially true for women I think there's a lot of reasons for that but if you were to ask me what I think the primary reason is I think it's because we have so many expectations about what life should be either projected by us or other people and we have we're holding on too tight to how that's going to roll and as you mature you realize how very little control you have over life which is not to say you shouldn't have a name and it's not to say that you shouldn't always be trying to improve yourself towards that aim but you got to let go of the process and you've got to let go of the pieces that are not in your control like global da- uh, pandemics and you got to like kind of go with the flow as much as you possibly can when you can't control things and then as you age you start to realize because you get punched in the face by life enough times that you realize oh well this really isn't in my control I can only do the best that I can I can only aim myself in certain directions and hope that you know the universe is is generous enough to to send me in that direction so um, hold lightly onto you know your timelines and your expectations but always know where you're headed I think that this is just so so important so I hope you found that useful and I hope you can take action from it um, just a personal update because I haven't spoken to you in a year if you don't want to hear the personal update you can uh, head out or after this little message we'll come right back to it Y'all know that I love to make fitness a habit and the way that I do that is to work out at home. My workouts are fun, easy to get to, and they're efficient. I get them done in 30 minutes and I get great results. I do it all on the Beachbody On Demand app. I do it in my basement, so I just roll out of bed. It doesn't matter how hideous I look, I go down there and I get it done and I feel so much better for the rest of the day and I get results. Now you can try this too, especially if you're a beginner and you're intimidated to go to a gym. This is a great way to dip your toe in the fitness water. And if you're an expert or somebody who really loves working out like me, then you're going to find all kinds of advanced workouts on the application as well. There's over 700 different programs on this app and you can get it all for free for 14 days using the link in my show notes. So head to the show notes now, click on the Beachbody On Demand app, free 14-day trial and get started today. And who knows, you may just fall in love with fitness. I'm back. So, wow. Uh, So the last podcast I did was last April and uh, we have now been in Austin for about a year and a half. I do still like Austin, um, but Austin for the past almost year has just been our home (laughs) because we haven't gone out much, obviously. So I haven't met a lot of people, haven't done a lot of things outside of the home, but I have been very busy with work. I am one of those folks that, you know, work has actually improved for me because of the pandemic. Um, and my heart breaks for those who have had the opposite situation. Uh, I've watched the world change a lot this year, not just with the pandemic, but when you think about the Black Lives Matter movement that has made strides this year, really important strides. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the work is not done there because it's certainly not, but I think a light was shone on something that everybody needed to look at. And I thought there was a very powerful and heartbreaking experience to go through, but it was an important one. And, um, my eyes are open to it. Uh, so it's been a bit of a year from an emotional standpoint, a maturity standpoint and growing up and being okay with not knowing 
where things are going, but obviously still kind of holding on to the visions that I have for my life. But one thing that has become abundantly clear to me, I would say in the past couple of months, is that I have not been showing up for myself to the best of my abilities in the areas, in some areas that are most important to me. Uh, my health and my fitness is obviously always my number one priority and I have shown up for myself. I've done really good. I've done a really good job of taking care of myself through all this and, um, you know, leaning into that even more because I am somebody who, um, can get very anxious. So I've, I've taken good care of myself, but, uh, I haven't really chipped away at my dreams enough and I'm going to give myself grace because again, it's been a crazy year, but now that I can see that we're turning a corner, it's time for me to really double down on the things that are important to me because life is short and precious. And that's one other thing that this year has taught me. Somebody very close to me got a very, very grave diagnosis, um, which may actually not be accurate, but that's a long story. That's not mine to tell. Uh, but we came very close to thinking that we were going to lose this person. Uh, and that was such a reminder that life is so short and is so precious And I don't care if you're 35, 45, 65, 75, if you're here and you're living, don't bitch about getting older because the alternative is really not what you want. Uh, And I am just so grateful to be alive and in good health uh, because if your health is your wealth and the people around you are more important than things. And I know a lot of us have had our health challenged. Uh, A lot of us have lost people in this past year. So I hope that um, all of us come away from this experience with a deeper gratitude for our health and our well-being. Um, this year, I expect a lot of things are going to change for me personally. Um, I'm diving into a lot of um, programs for my readers. A lot of clients came to me this year that I couldn't help because um, I only work with folks in, um, North America, uh, that my tools only go that far, but I'm trying to expand my reach globally. Um, I'm also working on tools that are behavior, scientifically behavior driven, uh, towards late weight loss and body transformation. There's a lot of programs out there that are geared towards, you know, lifting weights and counting macros and they all work. They're all just fine. But the problem is that they don't meet people where they are, um, in their mindset and in their emotional, um, fortitude. So their aim isn't necessarily, uh, in the right direction and their commitment to their own progress is not in a place where they feel confident that they can move forward. So this program, I would not call it a mindset program. I would call it a behavioral program because very often folks that, um, work on mindset, uh, doesn't resonate with the end user. I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily uh, find mindset work to be effective. Once in a while, when I I see somebody like Jordan, I find it effective, but uh, very often I need to do before I can believe. And uh, there's a lot of us like that. So uh, this program is very much uh, oriented towards baby steps and building momentum around doing first and then believing and seeing results as they show up and that being the momentum builder and the the motivation builder. Because so often I get people saying, 
I just need a motivation. I have no motivation. The problem they have no mo- that the reason they have no motivation is they have no belief in themselves and they have no reason to believe that they can be successful in their weight loss endeavors. Uh, so this program is really going to address that gap uh, for a lot of folks, and I'm very excited about it. It should be launching in beta form this spring. So uh, if you are interested in that, um, head over to my website and just click the top banner at the very top of the website to get on my mailing list. And uh, you'll hear about it when it's um, pre-launch time. Until then, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope that you are healthy. I hope that you are wealthy, if not in mindset, uh, also in bank account. (laughs) And I hope that you are uh, finding ways to um, aim yourself in the right direction. Because that is, in my opinion, the the strongest and most deliberate form of self-love that you can give yourself. So on that note, I will talk to you next week. Take care.